always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just wanna keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't Okay. All right, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Uh, today we are speaking with Robin Allen with Birdie's Pimento Cheese, and you guys are out of Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, well, actually, we have a store in Lynchburg, but we're based in South Hill, Virginia, which is right on the border of North Carolina. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. So when reason, I, say I thought I have... it was up this way. Well. <laughs> Well, we're all over the place, really. Um, we uh, I say we have a store, but what I mean is that we have stores that carry us in the, um, let's see, you said Lynch, you thought we were in Lynchburg. I've got a store in Lynchburg. I can't think of it right now. I've got one in Lexington. Uh, in Roanoke, you know, Star Hill Pilot Brewery carries us. Oh, okay. I know where uh-huh. they are. Yeah. And then uh, over in Blackstone, there's a little store over there, um, Annie Kay's uh, Main Street, yeah, then, I looked them up uh, so we could see where we could try to buy a whole bunch of your stuff locally. That's right. That's right. Um, and we and we're distributed along the um, I eighty one corridor as well, so you can pick us up in like little stores all along that corridor. Nice. Well, um, just to kind of dive in, I, I kind of like to find out a little bit about the the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, of of the businesses we talked to, just kind of get a background on uh, yourself personally, and then uh, we can dive into uh, how things got started for you all. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Um, this is the first one I've ever done on this side of the, the microphone, so to speak. <laughs> so it's kind of exciting for me. Well, I definitely appreciate so, you taking um, time out. So glad to do it. So glad to do it. So you just want to know a little bit about um, myself and my my husband. My husband and I run this business sort of together. We've we've uh, we've just always worked together. It's just something. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't understand how you can work with your spouse." So we've just always done it. So for us, it's not really. It's more unusual to not be together. You know. Um. But um, gosh, I don't know. What, what do you want to know about? Uh, how how did you get the the passion to want to work for yourself? Um, well, gosh, that you know, to have that passion, I think for me, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. I'm a little bit headstrong. I'm a little bit of oh, come on, we can do that a little bit better. And when you're working for someone else, you don't always have that freedom where they want you know. Of course, you want to do your best all no matter what you do, but sometimes when you're Working for someone else, it has to fit inside of their vision. And when you work for yourself, uh, we we like to we always have said, you know, I wanted to live and die by my own decisions. And that's um, some it's it's meaningful in a lot of ways, you know. Not every boss will allow you to fail, and you know, without that ability to fail, you can't really push hard enough to see how far you can go. I agree. Yeah, I mean it. In the corporate world, it's it's so hard to to stretch your wings and kind of fly and see what you're able to do. Yeah, well, because you know, a lot of times, especially in the corporate world, you know, there's a formula. A lot of times, bosses or or, or you know, data people or you know, there's there's a formula. You do you you pull these levers, you get this result. Um, and you know, and, I, and I'm sure in a lot of ways they're right, but you know, the real places that we really in business that we really stretch is when we try to go a little bit outside of that box, do something that's a little bit different because that's, those are the disruptors in the, the economy, right? Those are the people that are, they, they, you know, we, we call it thinking outside the box, but you know, you really kind of have to do that to make those big leaps. Right. Yeah. Kind of, you know, bounce into the walls, create some friction and see, see what happens. Yeah. Shake things up a little bit and see, you know, see what happens. You know, if you're if you're if that's constant, you know, you got to do it by the numbers. You don't really, you know, you think about zero when you ask that question. When you put it that way, I think about Xerox and um, Steve Jobs. You know, 
they just were doing it the way they did it, but he saw something different. Right. He saw big possibilities and then took it to his garage. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, entrepreneurship is, is definitely the backbone of the company just because, or the company, excuse me, the, the country, (laughs) (laughs) just because there are entrepreneurs all over the place in different walks of life. And, you know, everybody's got a different product, even, even if they're somewhat similar, they're different. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's easy for people to say, uh, that kind of makes me think of um, competition. You know, people sometimes get nervous when they, they think of, you know, two people doing the same sort of thing. Well, I didn't want to compete with you. Um, I always say, you know, competition is a good thing. You know, you really can't compete with me. You know, you can't because you can't be birdie. You can't be who I am. Right. Competition so means- will breed success. Exactly. It does. And we can both and, and, and both parties can be successful, but they'll be different at the same time, even if they're doing the same product. Right, exactly. I mean, there's no better way to to thrive and to come out with different products over the course uh, than have having somebody neck and neck with with in the same yeah, lane as you. Exactly, and it kind of sparks new ideas. And you know, I've even seen companies that are doing almost the exact same thing work collaboratively, and both of them get bigger for it. You know, you think about um, what's the chicken fight going on right now, the chicken sandwich fight between Popeye's and who's the other one? I can't think of who it is. But oh, it's two, yeah. it's two it companies like that are they're saying, I've got the best, you know, right? So everybody's trying to, they're like, wait a minute, I've got a good chicken sandwich too. <laughs> you know, And so like everybody's doing this chicken sandwich to say, well, which one's the better? But everybody wins. Everybody's selling more chicken sandwiches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, what, what made you, you all, um, pick pimento cheese? Well, you know, I wish I could tell you that I was smart enough that we sat down and said, Hmm, I believe pimento cheese is an underserved product in our market. I I really wish I could tell you that, (laughs) but that's just not what happened. (laughs) Um, for us, I really got to say, you know, I I guess we were just bored. You know, my, my daughter had just gone to college uh, and we just were like, you know, kind of what what are we going to do? And we had been part of the, you know, we're pretty involved in our small town of South Hill. And we had been, both been part of the revitalization committee that started in our downtown. And one of the things that revitalization and Main Street projects do is they sort of promote this idea of starting a farmer's market because that farmer's market creates community. And it creates a, a gathering place, uh, kind of an organic kind of way. Uh, not you know not so forced and not really pushed, but it's really very open. Uh, so s- since we had been a part of the bringing a farmers market to our community, my husband was a very avid shopper. You know, well for me, I you know I, I was glad it was there, and I would go if it was like you know eleven o'clock or so. But I wasn't one for getting up early and, and showing up and to be a shopper. Uh, but he definitely was. Uh, he's the one who really just it was just out. You know, I just want to know what is it like to be a vendor at the farmer's market. That's, you know, that's what he wanted. And, um, you know, ever the, the supportive wife, I was like, sure. And um, the the long story is that he planted cabbages. I'll tell you the fun. this is the long story. He planted cabbages. And I was like, well, you know, honey, that's not a lot of cabbage you got there. And he said, well, you know, I just want to go for one day. I don't, I'm not really interested in, you know, being a vendor forever. I just want to know what is it like. I want to know what that experience is like. And so he had about 36 cabbages. And I was like, well, you know, I guess one day that'll, that'll be enough. That'll be all right. And um, as those little cabbages grew, our hound dog would um, pull them up and eat the little baby cabbages. And he would eat them. And my husband would be so upset as he came home every afternoon. There were more dead cabbages in the driveway. And after a while, he had no cabbages. And he was just distraught. And so really, I'd been playing around with a pimento cheese recipe. I'd made it for a long time. And the way that we do ours is we do a lot of flavors. I always, our tagline is that we're a curious twist on tradition. And that's because that comes out of me being a curious cook and interested in what are different combinations doing, what are different people doing with their recipe. And so I, I offered, I said, well, honey, I, you know, I can make pimento cheese. You just want to go for one day. It's not a big deal. And, uh, he was like, really? Would you do that for me? And I said, sure, sure. So we called down to the farm, to the folks that were running the town office. 
and uh, told him we wanted to be a vendor. And um, the lady that answered the phone, she said, well, you know, you can't just show up and sell pimento cheese. You've got to have a permit. And I said, oh, well, how do you do that? And so she made some phone calls and I made some phone calls. And ultimately, we discovered that we were we were governed by VDACs, the Department of uh, Agriculture and Consumer Services, and their dairy department. Um, and we got our inspectors down and we found a kitchen. And really, our inspectors were just outstanding. And we were able to get into production under permit and inspection pretty quickly. And so we, we got into the farmer's market that summer. We sold out every every week we went there. You know, it wasn't a huge amount. We weren't selling, you know, it was 30 tubs. We thought it was a lot. But um, we would sell out every week. And uh, then we went to Richmond and to a couple of farmer's markets up there. And it was well-received there. And um, then later we got into, um, as that was happening, uh, we had a store in Clarksville, Virginia, kind of the next couple of towns over from here. Uh, I had a lady, as a matter of fact, Linda Davenport. She saw, she was a, uh, a customer of our printing company. And uh, she said, well, I want to sell that pimento cheese in our store. And I told her, I said, well, Linda, I don't know that I can do that. I don't think I'm permitted that way. I think I'm just permitted for the farmer's market. And Linda said, she said, well, that tells me you don't know and you need to go find out. And so I called my inspector and he said, Robin, you've done everything I've asked you to do. Go sell it. People want to buy, sell it in your store. You should be able to let them do it. And so, you know, that that's really how it, it got started. It's kind of a convoluted sort of way, but I suppose that's how we did it. <laughs> I know myself personally, I, I love a good pimento cheese and, you know, I want to thank you for sending the ones up that you did. Um, they were all amazing. I think, and I can't thank remember you. exactly which ones, but uh, the, uh, the cream cheese and black pepper that stuck out the most for me. Yeah. Everybody kind of uh, zeroes in on a favorite. We do, we do five year round flavors. Um, and some people say to me, I didn't know there were flavors of pimento cheese. But I think that comes, again, from being that curious cook. You know, when when you're talking, when you get to talking the language of pimento cheese, everybody has their own recipe. And you, I don't think you can just throw everything into a pot with cheese and stir it up and have pimento cheese. So we kind of pulled it apart a little bit. Well, this 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 cook over, this friend of mine puts cream cheese in theirs. And this, this friend of mine puts red pepper in theirs. But for me, those things didn't really go together. So now we have two different flavors, one that's cream cheese and black pepper and one that's smoked Gouda with roasted red pepper. And that's kind of the way we explore it. I sometimes say that, you know, Eskimos have 200 words for snow. And I have eight flavors of pimento cheese. And it's it's a great product. I mean, it's a good market to be in. I I would imagine, just because when you go to the store, you know the the box chain stores or even the the smaller stores, you usually only find the one flavor and just mm-hmm. different varieties of that flavor. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times because people will say to me, "Oh, well, then because you know I have our classic flavor for me. That's the 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 flavor of pimento cheese, traditional. You know, it's it's begins there, and a lot of times people think we've just taken that as a base and we just add these other flavors, and that's not the case at all. We really build each recipe separately. You know, but we don't try to overcomplicate it. I think that's another thing that has a lot of appeal for our buyer is that. We're not fluffing it up, you know. We're not making it something it's really not. It's pimento cheese, and it's and it's good in its in its simple in its simplicity, you know. Right, so, and I feel like you know with your all's product, it has things in in most everybody's daily life that they use not on a regular basis, but you know, throughout the course of one's life, you know, you know, use the Cream cheese, you know, use pepper, you know, a lot of people like Gouda, yeah. especially smoked Gouda. I mean, it's just, it's very simplistic, but a lot of the time simpler is better. Yeah, really. Well, I like to say that our, our flavor names aren't a, mis- a mystery. You know, they're not, it, you, you know exactly what you're getting. You understand it. You understand the jalapeno pimento cheese is going to be hot. It's going to be, have that jalapeno flavor. You know, in the garlic parmesan, 
you, you understand it. You understand it as separate from the jalapeno. So like I said, we didn't take the classic and just throw jalapenos in there. We built the jalapeno recipe separately from the classic. You know, so that's why you have an entirely different flavor profile. So what what goes into the process of, you know, how do you guys make it? Do you guys um, package it yourselves? We do. We have our, our facilities in South Hill, Virginia. Uh, and we, you know, we've. We've always done it ourselves. We, you know, a lot of companies, food companies, you know, they work with co-packers, but we've just never had any success going in that direction. So our product is a, we start with a block of cheddar cheese and we shred it in our facility and then make the product, the the finished product, the pimento cheese. And we feel like, and I think you can really taste that, that particular process when you get ours. One of the reasons I started even playing with it was because I wasn't liking what I could get from the store. You know, we always, we grew up with pimento cheese. It was always in the refrigerator. But then as I got a little older, it sort of changed. I guess it got more commercial maybe. I don't know. But I just didn't like the product I was getting at the grocery store anymore. It didn't have the right, I don't know, consistency or something was just, it just just wasn't any, it wasn't the what I had remembered. And I thought to myself, well, how hard can it be, right? And so that's, so we, but we shred our own cheese, and by doing that, that flavor can get into the shred. So it's a, it's it's a deeper flavor, you know. And then because that shred doesn't have any kind of coating on it, because you know, when you when you buy pre shredded cheese, it's got a little coating on it to keep it from getting too too um, packed back. You know how it'll it'll kind of get sticky, and so they put a coating yeah. on it that from happening well if the company is using a pre-shredded cheese that means those flavors can't get into that cheese shred and so you don't get that deeper flavor and we think that's with the with i'm sorry go ahead i said we think that's one of the things that separates the flavor profile in our cheese from other you know box stores um do you guys use aged cheddar I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit there. I'm not sure I caught all of that question. Do you guys use uh, uh, aged cheddar? Um, cheddar, so cheese is, uh, one of the things I've learned about cheese is the longer it's aged, the less lactose is in it. Um, and so our while our cheese is aged some, it's not that ultra age where it's very dry and crumbly. Ours is actually um, a little smoother. Okay. I was just curious because I know, um, you know, aged cheddar definitely has its different profile as well. Yeah. We do use a sharp cheddar, so that gives you a nice tanginess. It kind of, it has that cheesiness to it. Okay. But something I had learned working in the different farmer's markets, somebody had come to me and they had, they had told me that they were lactose intolerant, but if it was an aged cheddar that they could tolerate because somehow or not the, the, the lactose, you know, I don't exactly know how that works, but somehow that's less intrusive on their system. Right. Um, now, as far as like the the process of making each individual uh, flavor, is there is there different processes for it, or is it pretty much similar? Or the recipes are each individual. Um, but the and there there are minor changes in how it's processed, but it's it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much um, I've always thought of pimento cheese as you know if you have uh, shredded cheese, mayonnaise, and pimentos, you've got pimento cheese. I mean that's 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 bas- your three basic ingredients. You've got to have that. But beyond that, you can build your profile out separately. So the you know, the mixing process changes just a little bit. You know, cream cheese is a little stickier, so we have to to make sure it gets incorporated well. We kind of process it just a little bit differently. Uh, in that same one, that uh, the cream cheese and black pepper, you know, we take the peppercorn and we actually grind that ourselves. So it's a fresh ground pepper that we're, we're adding to that. But in the classic... Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so, but, but see, but then, you know, asking that question, so then in the classic, you'll see there's a black pepper in the classic as well, but there we do use a box pepper because it has a softer flavor. That's, so, that, that, it's not a bite the way that the fresh ground is. 
And it's subtle. It's for sure a subtle difference. But I think it's worth it. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the flavor profiles, even though um, it's, it's a similar product, it is very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's what, for me, that's what stood out about every other pimento cheese I've ever had is your flavor profiles are, are just top notch, no matter what flavor it was. Yeah. I've got people who, I've got fans, uh, buyers that will go into stores and pick up one of each flavor. The store owners tell me that they're like, I can't believe somebody walked out here with five tubs of your pimento cheese. But that's because, you know, every member of the family wants something different. You know, inevitably, that's what it boils down to. Mama wants this flavor. Daddy wants that flavor. (laughs) You know, baby brother wants this one. Yeah, and it it caters to the every every person that has has a different uh, palate and what they like. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, that smoked gouda with roasted red pepper is so mellow. It sounds like it's hot and spicy, but it's not. It's actually very smooth, mellow. I I kind of say it reminds me of hearth and home. You know, it's comfortable. Gouda is a very mellow cheese to start with. And then we use a smoked paprika in that as well. That gives it, I think, that extra layer, that extra layer of that smokiness that gives you, it makes it a more complex flavor without being complicated. You know, because we don't use a liquid smoke in that. I think a lot of people, a lot of times companies will use a liquid smoke product to kind of hit that smoke profile real hard. But we don't. We rely on the smoked gouda, the smoked paprika, and then the roasted red pepper. Right. Yeah, I feel like, especially with that one, it, it gave it some real depth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is very popular. So it's it's probably our best seller. It's, you know, it's it's edging out the classic and the jalapeno right now. So we'll see how that if that trend oh, continues. Wow. To, yeah. Um, Easy. When it comes com- down to, uh, you know, you mentioned you had some stores up in the the northern part of Virginia. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as far as towards Lynchburg and in that area, and that's mm-hmm. your. Uh, on the 81 corridor, and then of course where you guys are centrally located. But mm-hmm. um, do you guys have any plans for expansion outside of Virginia? Oh yeah, I've got um, 11 stores in Texas. I've got um, four stores in Colorado right now. I think I've got uh, four in California and two in Washington State. Um, so yeah, we ship we ship uh, the full forty eight states. You know, the contiguous forty eight states we can ship to. That's awesome because you know, we're yeah, know. we're heavily in Richmond. Gotcha. I, I know. With when it comes down to, uh, especially dairy products in general, you know, cheeses and whatnot, it is kind of hard to to ship it. Uh, based on trying to keep it as cold as possible. Well, and yeah, of course and, that was going to be that was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah, it's well, you know, that is a challenge. It's, it's a real challenge. We do, we are fortunate in the fact that we are not, you know, milk. So milk, you know, is is very tender. You know, so you really, you know, you can freeze milk, so that's good. But it's a very tender product because it can spoil so easily. Um, but for us, you know, we're a cold hole product. So we, we, you know, we've got to travel at 41 degrees or below. And then the way, and you got, you know, we shipped some product to you. So you saw how we, we package it. You know, we've got a cooler, we've got ice packs. Um, and then we pack that cooler based on the temperature, the average temperature of the United States. So that like in the summertime, we add more ice packs to it. But if it's, you know, if it's a cold, you know, if it's, you know, December is just a lovely time to ship pimento cheese because it's cold outside all, you know, anyway. But we're shipping to California, so we can get it there in two days in temperature. Nice. That That's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, see, people, I have to know. I can't just guess. I can't just go, yeah, this is going to work, sure. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those that, you know, I have to, I've got family on the West Coast, and we shipped pimento cheese to them with thermometers, and they opened them and sent me pictures of them, so I knew it was going to get there in good condition. And if I ever, you know, if I have a store, you know, on the rare occasion a store will get a box that something's happened in the shipping, then we can just replace it. That's not, that's not a big, that's not a heavy lift. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's amazing that 
being able to ship things one that quickly and two, you know, to, to ship the kind of product that you guys have and keep it mm-hmm. one consistent temperature. That's just amazing to me. Well, well like I said, it, 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 when we started this business, you know, we had a print shop before, so we had done a lot of shipping. We had, we had a lot of shipping background. I often say that everything I've ever done in my life has been getting me ready to be Bertie's pimento cheese. So we had done a lot of shipping. We had worked with a lot of shipping carriers. We knew who could be consistent. Because, again, South Hills in a rural area. You know, if you're in Richmond, you know, Roanoke, you know, you've got some choices that we don't have. So because we'd been in the printing business, we knew which carriers were going to have, were gonna, where their strong point was going to be. You know, where, where, who was going to be stronger in the different areas. You know, the post office is really strong in getting something there economically they're not always strong at getting it there um and the time you know you give up the for the for the economy you give up the time you know what i'm saying so then when you go to like fedex or ups you know you another trade-off and since we, we already had a good understanding of where the how the players played so that helped us make some decisions going forward and again, like I said, I wanted to just learn new things. I just didn't know it was going to be about refrigeration. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like, you know, even as as simple as you've explained it, it, it can be complicated to a degree. Mm-hmm. But once um, you break it down, and like any process, once you break it down and figure out, you know, what are, what are, what are you trying to achieve? You know, and then what are the factors that that move that needle? Right. So as far as coming up with the product that you did as far as the different flavors uh, other than, you know, say the classic, was there a process behind it? Well, you know, again, my daughter had just gone to college and I'm a curious cook and my poor neighbors, luckily they like to eat because we were really just making pimento cheese combinations and then when I would go visit, I go, oh, here, try this, you know, eat, you know, eat this. Because I mean, we just had little tubs of cheese everywhere because I was just playing with flavors. You know, the garlic parmesan. When we first started, it was probably the cream cheese and black pepper, the jalapeno and the garlic parmesan. I think those are the first three flavors we did. Um, and at that time, I was actually pulling the seeds and the ribs out of the jalapenos before I chopped them. Because I like the flavor. Because you know, jalapeno has flavor, not just heat. You know, it right. has a green it has a green vegetable flavor to it. And that was really what I was more curious about, you know, having that flavor. And then my customers, at the, again, the farmer's market is the best place for a new business to start because you get a focus group that you could never pay for. Um, they're right there. They're immediate. They tell you exactly how they feel. And you can make an immediate adjustment and in the next week find out how did it play. Um, so in that particular instance, what I had was people coming back and, you know, this is really good, but where's the heat? You know, you're saying jalapeno, but there's no heat because I was working to, to remove that. Um, now I cap that pepper and we chop it. <laughs> Everything's in there. And, you know, it's got a really good heat. It's a little dynamic in the fact that in the summertime, I'll be getting a, a more local pepper. So it'll be a hotter pepper. And then in the in the wintertime, it's 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 coming from a little bit, you know, the, my sources, you know, they're not, it's not a pepper that can stay on the vine long enough to get really hot. And so it'll it'll be a little less hot in the wintertime than it is in the summertime. Gotcha. It's amazing how that, that kind of thing plays out, when, especially when it comes to peppers. Yeah. Well, you know, and the really cool thing, again, about the farmer's market was that we had a vendor there who actually showed me how to look at a jalapeno and tell if it was going to be a hot pepper or not. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was a way to do that. That was a game changer because then when when I'm picking peppers, I can look to say, okay, I want, I can pick out the hotter peppers to get it. So that. How do you tell that? (laughs) Okay. So this is, hey, okay. I don't know if I can describe it so you can, okay. If you look at a, at a, at a jalapeno and you know, it's got that beautiful glossy kind of skin, right? And it's green. It's that perfect kind of jalapeno green. The more perfect the pepper is, the less hot it will be. 
So if you've got a pepper that has, they look like stretch marks. I call them, I say striations. They're like lines and they're kind of ivory colored and they'll run from the top of the pepper to the tip of the pepper, from the stem to the tip. And they'll be kind of dashed and um, along there. And when you, that pepper, what those lines are, they're basically stretch marks. The pepper has been on the vine in the sun long enough to have grown and and it grew fast enough that it kind of stretched. Well, then it stayed on the vine long enough to kind of then get to that right point. That's a hotter pepper than the perfect pepper. The one that's perfect with no blemishes is not quite as hot. I did not know that. It was a game changer. <laughs> I'm going to have to start looking for that now. And once that's you amazing. See, well, you know, if you follow us on our own social, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll post, um, I'll post the picture. I have a picture of one that's really good and, and marked up. You can you can really see what I'm talking about in that picture, and I'll post one there. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Those are two our two big social medias that we do right now. And is it is it uh, Birdie's Pimento Cheese? Mm-hmm. Yep, on Facebook oh, and okay. On, on, mm-hmm. So um, something I was curious about is where did the name come from? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so my, my first name is Robin. And my, you know, even my mom was like, well, who's Birdie? And so I'm Birdie because my first name is Robin. And when my niece was pregnant and everybody was getting their um, family name and they're picking out their grandma name, you know, are they going to be Gigi? Are they going to be Gigi? You know, what are they going to be? Um, my niece, I think, felt, was afraid I was going to feel left out because I didn't have a nickname. And, well, you know how nicknames are. If you're not careful, you could be Fruit Loops. So I decided I needed to pick my own nickname. And so I chose Birdie for my niece. Nice. That's definitely not what I expected. That's That's definitely a very... <laughs> Interesting name, and of course, it fits. It doesn't it though. And then, if you go back just a little bit further than that, so there's one of my favorite movies is Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock in it. Okay, I know that one. You know, okay, and so in that movie, she's called Birdie, and that's all she's called is Birdie. They, they never reference her actual given name, and so I don't know. I probably watched it I don't know twelve or fifteen times, and about that time. I was the last time I was one of the last times I was watching it. I thought, wonder what her actual name is, you know, because she wasn't she you know, probably her mama didn't name her birdie. You know, that's a nickname for her. This is a good southern nickname. And I was sat there and I saw and I thought, well, it was probably Robin because that makes sense, right? It usually is a derivative of Roberta, which is also a, a play on Robin. That's interesting. I, I totally forgot that's what they called her in that movie. Uh huh. And I just thought it was a good Southern nickname for a woman. Because, you know, my husband's name is Bubba, so we had to be Bubba and Birdie. <laughs> Not to mention, when you when you see that on the shelves, I mean, it definitely stands out. Thank you. Um, and, and I do, I, I love the packaging, too. I mean, it's very, it's simple, but yet it stands out for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We worked hard on that. We really did. We had we were we were definitely going for some particular goals. I wanted it I wanted each flavor to be I wanted it to be the big brand that I wanted to I wanted it to look like the big brand I want it to be, you know? And so I wanted it to be very every flavor to be very recognizable. So you wouldn't get confused. I want the smoked Gouda with roasted red pepper. Oh, I picked up the classic. You're not going to get those two mixed up because of the way the packaging is. Right. And, and I know, you know, once uh, my wife and I started diving into them, um, you can tell that there was a lot of care and love put into the, to the way they were packaged and the fact that they weren't made in this gigantic manufacturing warehouse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm just by the way things were mixed together, you know, down to the, the cracked pepper with cream cheese. I mean, you could just, you could see the chunks of cream cheese in it, which was amazing. And yeah. the fact that yeah. you, you had that feeling that even though it was, it shredded that. Right. And, and that somebody yeah. 
took the time out to do that. And, you know, when you go and look at the major brands that are out there, a lot of them aren't that way. A lot of them are, um, I guess you would, I, I would consider it kind of like a cottage cheese consistency where they're little small chunks. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, yeah. And then, and, and that's true because it's over processed. It's, it, it's just kind of, it's been over mixed or, you know, and you, and the, the integrity of each of the ingredients does get a little bit lost in that. Like I said, right. the, and I couldn't agree cheese, more. Yeah. The cream cheese is a little bit hard because we, we want it to be incorporated well. Um, but yet it is kind of, um, you know, locally Rosemont winery down in Bracey, Virginia care or black, you know, Bracey, Virginia, they carry our pimento cheese at their winery and their tasting room. Um, and, it's always, and Aubrey always says, she's so excited when she sees a little hunk of cream cheese in there because that's one of her favorite flavors. You know, so we want it to be, you get a little piece of cream cheese, but we want it to be well incorporated so there, there's not another place that doesn't have any cream cheese. So it's a little bit of, it's a bit of a dance to get that flavor exactly right. Right. And it, you know, I, I couldn't have been happier to find you guys on, uh, I think I found you guys on Instagram. And then, of yeah, course, to to get to try the product for me was just to find somebody who did something so well, but yet to find out that even though you're in a bunch of places, mm-hmm. that it's still kind of like, a, I, I kind of call it like a mom and pop location, sort of. Yeah, it really is. Uh, right now, my husband has pretty much retired out of the business. Um, and so I, and I have, I have, there's four people on my payroll right now and the, you know, the four of us run the whole, the, the, all of it is run by the four of us. You know, all of our, we just got our walk-in installed. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. There's, I, I have a better vocabulary than saying that, but I, I just, I'm like, it's just so much fun. We, I, it's a ball. This, this business has just been so joyful I get to meet the most incredible people. I get to, uh, to to do the most interesting things, and it all revolves around food. Which I mean, you can't that it just couldn't get better than that, right? And and you know, for me, the other side of that too is where where can you go to a store and and find a product like what you guys offer? One, you know, I think for the value, and two. That's it's local enough, but yet it's still one of the best things that's out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you know, and that's it's hard to do, especially when you have these major manufacturers that are everywhere. Well, you know, but they don't have any flavor. Yeah, the big ones. Yeah, they really they do struggle. But you know, Virginia's finest, you know, that's part of the Virginia Department of Agriculture. That's their marketing arm for all of the. Uh, consumer packaged goods that are produced in Virginia. Um, that is a great place to really find those food artisans that are based in Virginia, and and they're all over. I mean, you know, you guys are in at Roanoke, and there's there's companies there. There's all throughout through Charlottesville. Richmond is full of um, people with great ideas that want to just try one more thing. Yeah, and it it excites me when I find somebody that has a good product and and that I get to try it, even if, you know, like where you guys send it to me or we, you know, we'll be walking through Kroger or Walmart or whatever the case is and just, and find something that I've never seen before. And then I got to try it. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just sticks out. Mm -hmm. And food is just fun. And when you go in some place like Star Hill and pick up a product made, and they have been just so marvelous that, you know, we're in like, I think we're in all of their stores, all of their tasting rooms. So anytime you go to a star mm-hmm. deal, you can usually pick up a birdies, you know, um, and it pairs very nicely with beers. You know, I always say that our pimento cheese is familiar because you you kind of know what pimento cheese is, but it's exotic also in the fact that you've got this variety. So even if you sit down and your friend is like, oh, I want something hot and spicy. Well, you've got that. And you've got another friend that's like, oh, I don't want anything spicy. Well, you've got, you know, you've got that too. And so just like there's lots of variety in the craft beer industry, we have lots of flavors as well. And that's what makes that pairing so nicely. You know, we've. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And we've got, we're we're in, that's okay. We're in, um, you know, we work, we fit very well in winery tasting rooms, um, 
craft breweries. And it's just a nice way for folks to have a little nosh, a little something uh, to go along with that beverage and those, that, you know, that laughter and those friendships that they're making. Yeah. And, you know, to do something that is, it's fun and you love it. I mean, that's not really, that's not work. That's just, it's, it's good, wholesome fun. I mean, if if you can't go to work and have fun, you know. Right. Well, you should at least take pimento cheese with. That'll that'll make it a little bit better. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, I love what you guys are doing, and it's 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 just phenomenal. Uh, it's it's great to to meet people like you that are carrying on the American dream and, and shooting for the stars with what you like to do. You know, it, it's hard yeah. to find these days. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, we like I said, we love it. Um, we've got people ask me sometimes. Well, gosh, you've got eight flavors. We have eight flavors that will run throughout the year. Um, I've got five year-round flavors and three seasonal flavors. Around Christmas, we'll do an olive, a green olive. Um, this spring, we'll come out. We'll, we'll release our onion dill coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll release our first onion dill, and then the first of this year. And then in the fall, we do a ghost pepper pimento cheese now that one is almighty it will check your box if you're looking for hot and spicy that is going to do it for you um the terrific thing about the ghost pepper pimento cheese is once you get past that big heat and you definitely have to get past that you can start tasting that pepper in a way that you've never been able to otherwise because it's so hot you know ghost pepper is is hits about a million on the scoville scale so it's so hot you really don't get a sense of what that pepper tastes like but when you have it inside the cheese once it's in there and we're not using so much of it but it's i mean it's hot you can actually get that 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 kind of floral note that a ghost pepper has to the point that you can start recognizing it when you get in other other food when it shows up in other places you know a jalapeno yeah, has it's- yeah, a it's, jalapeno. it's crazy because, you, you know, the, the ghost pepper is just, it's a very have, flavorful thing. It is. It's, it's spicy, but there is a flavor there that's unique to the ghost pepper. Um, like, a, like a jalapeno has got like a green vegetable flavor. And then as you go up the scale to a habanero, it's going to be more citrusy. So it actually changes a little bit. And as you keep going, you know, each one will have a little bit different flavor. But as you get to that ghost pepper like I said, it's a perfume, floral. That's the only way I can really kind of describe it because it's not fruity. You know, some of them are a little bit fruity, but this this one isn't. It's a very it's unique to the ghost pepper. Yeah, and 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 it's I didn't know that you guys had that. Uh, yeah. And it's it's for me, you want to have something if you're looking for hot, and I love spicy things. I've said you so. You got to have the the combination where it's hot but it's not so hot that it kills the flavor in anything that it's exactly. in exactly i've had friends before that uh, when they, they they cook spicy you know I, I like spicy but it's it's so hot it actually tastes burnt you know it's like it's too there, there was no there wasn't a flavor profile built it was just spicy and so exactly. this ghost, yeah this ghost pepper pimento cheese is different in the fact that you can taste the pepper, you got to get past the heat because it's almighty. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it is hot. You know, um, I, you know, I've got people that are just clamoring for it. It's a cult favorite. Um, but then I've got other people that are like, please don't hurt. You know, they're scared of it. Even. <laughs> but it's, I, it's, I think it's, when it comes down to it, when people hear ghost pepper, they just think, oh, golly, it's going to be hot. Well, I mean, I think you want it to be hot. If it's not hot, I mean, it kind of it's almost like the where I was, you know, dialing that jalapeno down before. They kind of like, well, where's the heat? I mean, I, I'm I'm almost disappointed. Right, it, I mean, and it does defeat the purpose, you know, of mm-hmm. of adding a pepper to it, especially something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you thought about trying trying to do one with the Reaper? So the Reaper is actually, by understanding, I, you know, I don't want to come off as a pepper expert because I'm not sure I am, but the Reaper is actually a hybrid. And so for me, the, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with a hybrid. There's nothing wrong with cross-pollination or anything like that. But for me, I felt like the ghost 
was kind of where I wanted it to be. Because, you know, there's even one above the Reaper now. I don't. I can't remember the name of it. Because that's the Carolina. I know they've got a few. Yeah, because then that's how they're doing it. So the the ghost pepper is the hottest natural pepper, and the others they're cross pollinated. Gotcha. From what I understand, from what now, and again, you, I don't want your listeners to be like, oh, she's completely wrong with that. I could, I could, I'm wrong every day. I could be wrong, but from what I understand, that's actually kind of a cross pollinating or hybrid type. You know, and then there's another one that's above that that's been that's come out in the last couple of years, and I can't think of it because that's the Carolina Reaper. What's the other one called? I think it's the Pepper X. Maybe is that it? I kept thinking something I X, think. but I it could be the Pepper X. But that's how they're and doing. That it. one is killer hot. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but I mean, I've I've still got flavors. I got flavors I don't even bring to market. So, <laughs> you know, so. So you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that you're on Facebook, Instagram. Do you have a website people can go check out? We sure do. Um, uh, Birdiespimentocheese.com. And I've got a new map on there. It's not a hundred. It's not working a hundred percent the way I want it to. So you, it might be a limited information, but it can, can give you an idea of how far we we ship. Because you will see the stores, like, you know, you can see the dots where we've got stores in Texas and um, Colorado. In Colorado, there's a store called Gather, and the gentleman that's running that store is actually from Culpeper, Virginia. And when he ran across our product, he was like, oh, I got to have this. So that's how that happened. Isn't that fun? That's interesting. That's that's a small world. I know. It's fantastic. We've got a store at Ocracoke, North Carolina, from a man who was living in Mechanicsville. And he retired down at Zilly's, uh, Zilly's Island Pantry, I think is the name, in Ocracoke, North Carolina. Um, he was in Mechanicsville, and he retired to that area and bought this little store, and that was his retirement business. And when he reached out, I said, how did you find us? And he had was had been picking us up at a, a store similar, a similar store in the um, overall Knuckles Road um, bottle. Uh, wait a second. The Wink. The Wink is over on Knuckles. Okay, so you're in a lot of smaller stores, but yet you're all over the place. Yeah, all of our stores were not in any of the chains. Uh, you so you know, you, I mean, I'm not saying we'll never be in a chain, but uh, right now, you, you know, we're not in a Food Lion, we're not in a Kroger, Walmart, none of those. We really come from small business. You know, my dad was a, a truck driver; he was a small business operator himself. Him and my mom, uh, my husband, his mom ran a drapery business. We ran our, you know, so we come from small business. That's what we are. And so it's, it just, it's more meaningful. You know, it just, when, when a store owner says to me, Robin, when that customer walks in the store, I know, and they go over to my case and they pick up five of your tubs of pimento cheese. I'm just blunt. They're excited. I know they're, that's what they're coming in here for. It's exciting to me. And that just gives me a thrill. You know, we're in the, we, in the Williamsburg area, we're in the cheese shop down on, um, in, um, Merchant Square over on, um, Duke of Gloucester Street. Do you know what I'm talking about? Down in that old, the colonial part of Williamsburg. Yeah. And it's been there forever. It's just a wonderful place. And these just wonderful people. That, but that's a family business. It's a small business. And for people, for my customers to find us there and get excited about it. And then they share with the store owners. Oh, I know her. Or, you know, I pick, I picked this up in, in Richmond or I picked this up in someplace else. And, and it gets that conversation going to me, well, that's what it's all about. You know, that's 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 what it's all about. That's the experience that Birdie's Pimento Cheese, I want it to be. You know, that's the joy that it is. And small business is everything, to, especially to the economy. I mean, without small businesses, you wouldn't have, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the growth, whether it be, you know, craft beer area or, you know, just the small well, business just- in general, you know. You know, well, it does. It gives you a sense of place. You know, when people talk about, you know, why do you buy local? And it doesn't really matter where your local is, but it does give you a sense of place. So when you come, you know, when you find us in the Charlottesville area, you know, you see us in the, like, if you go to, um, if you go to um, Springhouse Sundries in the dairy market in Charlottesville, you know, and you go in there and you, you, you're in this full experience, that's what I want my customer to to be a part of to 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 connect in a way that is more than just pimento cheese. You know, 
Right. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come, you know, to talk to me today and, and give us give me more insight on what you guys offer and and how things started for you. And I, I hope that it, it keeps going up for you guys, you know, because I feel like sky's the limit, especially for the small business owners that are still chucking along even mm-hmm. after all the stuff that the country's yeah, the pandem- been through. Yeah, the pandemic's been hard. It really has. I mean, don't let anybody fool you. You know, some people were telling me, one time, oh, well, you're in the food business. You did really well during the pandemic. It was hard. You know, I've been in business for a long time, and, and I've, I've been through hard times before. But this one's been really hard. You know, the financial collapse was hard. The housing market, you know, all of that was hard. But this one, that was, it's been, <laughs> But, yeah. you know, just when you find a, a small business owner that was in business, you know, 2019, and they're still in business, you know, clap them on the back and tell them they did a good job because they've done something. Yeah, definitely doing something right. And, you know, you guys are definitely doing something right. And, uh, you know, I hope that the years to come, you guys keep on growing because that's, you know, that's what everybody wants when they're in business is to keep going. Well, thank you so much. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for inviting us. And, you know, I put it together a little 10% off for your listeners if they hit the website. Excellent. And I did post that on, on our website as well. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And we do, in the well, website, you get free shipping at $34 if you're in the Virginia, North Carolina area. Nice. Yeah. But be careful. That 10% off can kick that out of, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're not buying, if, that, if, if the 10% off makes it below the $34, it, it won't trigger the free shipping. So as long as they... They do that, they'll still get free shipping. Excellent. Well, listen, I, I appreciate it, and I hope you have a great night. We sure will. Thank you so much. Let me know anytime you want to get together. We'll definitely do it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.